Season 1, Episode 8. Welcome, podcasters. What is up, podcasters? Thank you for joining us on this lovely Wednesday. You know, we are here every Wednesday for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. What up, what up, what up? Hope your week's going well. It's almost over. You get to enjoy your weekend. Hope you guys are enjoying the uh, last week of February here. Weekend's coming up. starting to get warmer outside, so. Yeah, absolutely. Something to look forward to. February ends the 28th. Yes, sir. Damn. Next Monday is March 1st. There's big ships. There's small ships. There's spaceships. Rocket ships. But there's no ships. Like friendships. Okay. I like that. And that's what we're going to be bringing to you guys today. Value of friendship. What friendship has brought us. How we see friendship. And how friendship has affected us and where we are and how it guides us. Did you know, Heward, did you know, Mitch, that the average person can only have 100 to 200 meaningful connections? Throughout their whole lifetime? Yes. In the sense of a meaningful connection or friendship with a person. Like in the sense of you can actually call them a friend, you speak to them, you have compassion or passion towards this person. So I think as a species, we're only allowed to have that connection with so many people. How do they figure that out, though? Probably a survey, seeing how many, asking people how many personal connections they have. Like, even me, I don't think I have close to 100. So you probably have 100 in your lifetime. Yeah. Just because you haven't really, like, you're not in as close touch, maybe. That's probably, I think when they say 1 to 200, I don't know if they mean at once or if they mean. It's over a lifetime. Okay. So I feel like it depends on the person then. Like, I don't know. There's some people that are really, they're big extroverts and they love people. And those type of people, they feed off people. And I think they could have way more than one to 200 meaningful relationships. Like, they hate to be alone. Never mind fucking. Yeah, but I don't think every relationship they have is meaningful. I think a lot of it is based off the need of them to have attention and be doing something at all times with people no yeah i know but i'm saying like like even if say we have a group chat of 15 people 15 friends that we go out with do this with party with we'll hit up but even out of that 15 even in that instance you might not have that meaningful relationship with maybe even half of them you know yeah that's true obviously depending on the person but yeah that's what i was just kind of saying like people's personalities can guide which way they turn as far as to how many meaningful connections they have and i think that's why it's the 100 to 200 so, you know, the hundreds on the lower side, the people who are more introverts and keep themselves in the 200, you know, when you're pushing the super outgoing and social people. That makes sense. That's crazy because as kids, we'd be friends with everybody. Yeah. But look at how many of those turned into meaningful relationships. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is how like- many? Or, well, I mean, it depends also. Like, think about the elementary school right now, right? And think about how many people you were, like, close friends with in elementary school that you still talk to on a regular basis. Nobody. Maybe two people. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, yeah, like two people. I'd say two people. Ray and Croc. I say a lot of your friendships are like right now. Yeah. Like through the struggle years. You know what I mean? That's when you discover a lot of your friends, like who who your real friends are. Yeah, but you, I feel like you meet those people like in high school, middle school, and then like they slowly like weed out like your acquaintances versus your friends, and then like close friends versus just like friends, you know? I don't know because I've met I met Zach and Blake in college. Well, yeah, that that's true. Like I'm no. like you have the opportunity to meet people like consistently, yeah. but I feel like I mean at least for us, like we've met in middle school and high school. Like it's earlier, and there's people that are still friends with people from there. Yeah, like obviously, I guess it, it varies person to person. What their high school experience was like and things of that nature. Even what high school they went to. Yeah. I've talked to people and they're like, yeah, there was 14 people in my graduating class. Like 14? Yeah, the school had 70 kids. It's like, (laughs) what? It's not a school. We had like 150 at our lunch. (laughs) Yeah, legit. It's crazy because there's apparently a fact that only one out of 12 friendships last. One out of every 12. Which is not actually insane because when you think about it, each person's life has so many different variables that each one of those variables can turn off any any other person. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's life is just so different. Like, one guy might be excelling faster than another guy or one girl might be doing stuff that another girl's not doing anymore or hasn't done ever. Um, And that kind of just like, you know what I mean? naturally like yeah just cuts it because they're not spending time together doing opposite things you know what i mean yeah so i guess dude friendship is complicated bro like to have close people that you're friends with like when you think about it in that aspect of how many different things happen in each person's life someone can meet so many different people than you and figure out different things than you figure out you know what i mean and be interested it's just so volatile it's too many variables you know? yeah Like, it's hard to find friends. Um, It is hard. It can be difficult to find friends. There are ways to find friends, though. For sure. There are a lot of different ways to find friends. You can volunteer. Mm -hmm. Volunteering is a good way to find friends. Definitely a starting point is, like, common interests. Because once you have a common interest, you can spark a conversation. From there, you can get to a friendship. Yeah. I was going to say doing things you like and just seeing people doing the same thing, honestly, and just using that as, like, an icebreaker or something, like, even for me, weed's an icebreaker 90% of the time, you know? And yeah. If it's not weed, it's sports. <laughs> so. It's like those are the only two things we're talking about, weed and sports. <laughs> right. Um, but then we can go into other, it's a little bit easier to go into other conversations with people once you know you have that one similar interest. You know what I mean? Yeah, it allows for a connection. Right. And at least a more easier connection. You don't have to really try as hard. Because you're able to feed off of that instant connection. Yeah, it's almost like a natural energy. Because the worst is like when you have to like force something. So it's like you say a joke because you're trying to force something Mm -hmm. to be funny in the moment. Or like you're trying to like make it like a good like moment. But like you had to force it. So it's just not the same. You meet someone brand new. They bring up Mandalorian. It's like, what? Yeah, like let's sit and talk. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. I think it's easier for some people to make friends because it's easier for them to like adapt to those situations you know like not to like a lot of people are bullshitters you know so they'll like go along with anything and feed onto anything and that that path 
leads them down to something that maybe they're interested in and they can get going from that point on. Um, or they just adapt to the situation. Yeah. Do what everybody else is doing, you know, um, which is not always a good thing in, in both ways, like adapting to what other people like, even if you don't like it and doing what other people are doing in a part, like in a scene or a scenario. That's not always a good thing. Right. Like that's kind of forcing it um, at the end of the day. I don't know. I think it it's kind of fake. Right. So what do you mean? Like, I don't know. I don't want to say fake. It's kind of... Like artificial? Yeah. Like, it's not genuine. Like, when you just go up... Like, even, like even when I'm talking to some some people I work with, right? Like, that we don't have any interest in, like, different age groups, all this stuff, right? And I'm trying to have a conversation with them. Like, I find it extremely difficult because, like, you know, I just can't bullshit about shit i don't know yeah you're trying to connect with them on some level like literally your brain's like all right i'm trying to meet this person how can i connect with them right and you're a 25 year old like you know who's tatted up yeah like smokes weed they probably don't understand that or they don't understand the tattoos and or even certain things that i like like video games or yeah stocks or fucking crypto or anything yeah i think that's a huge part is in finding friends, you have to be a relatable person and you have to be a positive person because nobody wants to create friends with negative people and people who have bad habits. Yeah. So right off the bat, if you're not a positive person, if you're not having that good energy around you and good feeling, good mindset, then it's going to be way more difficult for you to find friends. And the friends that you do end up finding aren't going to be the right type of friends you know, for you. So definitely if you're having trouble finding friends or creating friends or you have the wrong friends around you, switch up your lifestyle. Do something about yourself to make yourself happier and you'll start attracting those people and those friends will start becoming a part of your group in your life. Yeah, and uh, building off of that, just talking about like being genuine, I think an important topic relation to like friendships and relationships is just being like compassionate. Like compassion is a big component. Because, like, you have to understand that at the end of the day, we're all people. Like, regardless, even if we have our own differences and we can't connect on any level, we're still people. Like, we still have things that we like. We still have things we dislike, like emotions. Like, we still go through the same thing. It's just different paths. So being compassionate and understanding that human aspect is very important. Um, And if you approach friendships in that regard, it'll be easier for you to look at things in a genuine manner and, like, try to do the best that you can to benefit someone else there's ways to tell if you're a good person a good friend or a bad friend and like some of the signs or even if you're looking to figure out if you're surrounded by good or bad people so like good friends they're the ones who are taking care of you and supporting you and to talk from experience the two people right here right now in this room have taken care of me many times whether it's drunk moments carrying me up the stairs carrying me out of the bar into the car driving me home you know, or just being there for me in a mentally unstable or emotionally unstable moment, you know, whatever it is versus a bad friend when they're going to be asking for a lot. They're going to be taking for a lot, uh, taking a lot from you. And when you need a little from them, it's going to be some hesitation. There's going to be some pullback. You're not going to get a response. It's these are some of the things that if you're feeling this type of way from that type of person or one of your friends, like that's a sign that that person's toxic, you know. Um, good traits accept you for who you are you know it's that's a huge part of friendship that's huge we all want to be accepted 
and we all don't want to feel like we have to act a certain way to be accepted. Um, mature and responsible. That's huge, especially at our age when we're all, you know, starting careers. We're all years into our career. We're all out of high school, out of college, whatever it is. And, you know, you want to surround yourself with people who have their heads on straight. People who are just doing the right thing. And compassion, like Jordan said, you want a compassionate friend. That's huge. Someone who actually listens to you, someone who will sit down and not worry about how long they're spending time with you or, you know, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, yeah. Like those types of responses. Like you want someone that's actually going to listen and take in the info and give you advice or give you a response that's going to help you. Yeah, and building off of Chris's point, if you need, if you're in a situation where you don't know, about the friendship that you're in and whether you're putting in too much effort, like take a step back and analyze the situation. Like Chris said, and think about in situations where you ask them for help or how are they treating you and how are you treating them and try to analyze it in a way where, okay, I'm, I'm doing this much for this person and they, they don't really treat me the same. So at that point you're benefiting them, but they're not really serving any benefit to you. So at that point, you got to look for better people in your life. And I mean, sometimes it's tough to do. Like, I'm not saying it's easy because these people are important to you, but sometimes they're just not the right people for you. So just look at how much energy you're putting into these relationships and see, see if you're getting the same energy back. I agree with you guys, but I think there's like a, a point to that. Right. So if it's over exaggerated or like, like you said, like you clearly can see that they, doing everything they need or you're helping them in every way that you can you can and it just seems like they they can't do shit for you but like there's also people who i don't know like have hard times like in oh. their life and like can't focus on a friendship or maybe they're going through something they don't understand with uh, like another friend you know what i mean yeah. and that friend may be the bad friend or like the bad influence on him and he doesn't realize it yet. And I think it would be up to the good friend to show that person and be like, listen, bro, like, like that dude's no good for you or that girl's no good for you. That crew, whatever you want to say, um, is not, is not helping you level up. And then if they don't take the advice at that point, what else can you do? You know, you can only put in a certain amount of effort before you have to start worrying about yourself. And you can't help people that don't want to help themselves. Right. But I think part of being a good friend, like you said, if it's blatant, bro, cut him off. Yeah. But if it's like you can tell that he's he's a good person, you know what I mean? And he's just going down the wrong path like that. That's that shows like how good of a friend you are, because that. I don't want to say it's, it's not loyalty, but it's more of like... I'm here for you. Like, yeah, you care about them. No, yeah. So, you're, Yeah. So, like, I understand what you're saying, and what I think is the best friendships are, like, understanding ones. Because, like, you have to be understanding to the point where, like, I understand you have differences, like, you have your own life, yada, yada. So, like, for those people, the best relationships and the best friendships, they're going to, like, when someone's going through that hard time, they're going to put in more effort to pick that person up. And they're going to be understanding and say, hey, listen, I know so-and-so is going through this right now, so they can't be, like, there for me. But I can be there for them because that's what friends are for. And you would expect the same when you're in their shoes. And then the friends, it's also important that the, there are friends that, like, you're not going to see often or you're not going to do, 
like you're not gonna do a lot for each other but at the end of the day it's like the connection that you guys have like it's still there no matter how much you hang out like I have friends that I barely talk to that I could pick up the phone call them and it's like I was just talking to them yesterday like it doesn't even matter you know time doesn't matter with them those friends are like awesome friendships but I think it's important at the end of the day to be an understanding friend and know when your friends are going through those tough times and just help out as best as you can. Uh, along with that, being understanding is understanding yourself too and how what you do affects your friends and not necessarily like thinking about them all the time and every single action you do, but basically seeing it in it. Like if you're doing something that if other people are doing something you don't like, like you don't want to be doing, like you could be doing the same thing or if, say if, so, for example, like, Blake, right? He's, like, super on time. Like, super on time, super correct, and we're different in that aspect, right? But we're close friends. The reason because of that is because, one, I understand myself, and I'm more loosey-goosey, and, one, I need people like that in my life to keep me in check, you know, because then, I like, if I'm late to something and he's on time and I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, my boy could show up on time, but not me. Like, that's that's embarrassing because, one, I'm a, basically a representation of him or whatever, whoever crew I come with, whatever people I have a relationship with, you're a direct representation of them. You know what I mean? So if they're close friends with you, bro, and you're out here doing dirty shit, like, how do, you know, how does it make them look to be like, oh, I'm a close, I'm a close friend with someone who's, like, doing terrible shit, is a terrible person. You know, and it's going to affect them at the end of the day. Yeah, you represent your surrounding. Yeah. So even at work, you know, you represent your job even when you're off the clock. You know, if you ever get into trouble with the law off the clock, that can absolutely affect your work. What, how you are with your family, how you are with his friends, all these things you're reflecting off these people, you know, and these people are reflecting off of you. You got to understand yourself and understand your faults and... Because I think that allows you to understand them more because it gives you like the feeling of like, all right, bro, they're dealing with my shit. You know what I mean? And I know what my shit is and what I do that pisses them off or may annoy them here and there. And they still fuck with me and care about me and do all this stuff for me. So it's like the shit for them that they're doing that's annoying you, that's pissing you off, bro. At the end of the day, anyone you love and you come in contact with every single day is going to annoy you at some point in time with like a certain amount of annoyance you know or do something that pisses you off a little but that's not the point it's the point like all right cool they did that and i still fuck with them because what they do for me or what our friendship is is way beyond that you know and i think that's an understanding of that and how you guys feed off of each other is important in a friendship i agree yeah i think when you understand yourself in general you understand one friendships but just life in general more you understand what it takes to achieve your goals. You understand the sacrifice. You understand the limits you can set. It's it's one of those things where when you're in control and you have a plan and you have some drive, you, you're unstoppable. And Heward brought up a couple good points earlier. When he talked about benefits, it kind of struck something in my mind. He said that we benefit off our friends and some of our friends benefit off us and i've never thought of it like that but it's true we literally benefit off our friends and i feel like sometimes that word benefit might have like a negative effect or a negative feeling 
in this sense, a hundred percent, we benefit off our friends. Well, I wouldn't say like it's not like a financial benefit. Yeah, like I don't, yeah. I don't see it as that. I see it as like like emotionally, like morally, yeah, exactly, mentally. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I also see it as like if we're boys, like if I'm me and you're Ian, like I wouldn't get food and then just eat in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's... fact. That just comes with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. If you're good friends with somebody, bro, save all three of us went to fucking out to eat, right? And I was broke, or Hewitt was broke, or you were broke, right? And we went out to eat, and you're like, nah, I can't. And we just went out without you. Like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, if we're in a good position, and we're chilling, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, if we're really close friends, like, it's not that hard to be like, yo, we'll split your meal. Yep. Especially, like you said, when it's those meaningful connections, when it's those close friends. When you want to go out and spend that time together, like, that's nothing. Exactly, yeah. nothing. It's like the the experience and hanging out with that person is worth way more than the money. So, at that point, I don't even care about the money. Money comes and goes. Friendships don't, you know? Exactly, yeah. So even like if you have a boy who just gets arrested, right, drunk one night, and you go pick him up, bro, and it's up to you to be like, bro, like, I hope you're good and everything, but like, that's not cool. You know, like, that's not how we act. Like, we are bosses. We're bigger people. Like, we have somewhere to be, somewhere to go in life. We don't waste our time with this shit. And that's like up to the good friend to be, to set that guy straight. And be that positive influence. Yeah, and if he doesn't listen, he doesn't listen. And at the end of the day, you can't control that. You tried. And yep. You can try a certain amount of times, but then it's like, what am I doing here? I'm banging my head against the wall. But then, like I said, with Blake, like he's very, even you, bro, like you're very on point, you know, and people like that benefit me because I see shit that you're doing. And it's like, why am I not doing that? And it's like, shit. But I wouldn't have realized that if I didn't realize like, shit, I'm a sloppy person. If I just was sloppy, bro, and I was like seeing Hewitt do all this shit, right? And, like, that shit would annoy me. like, Or seeing Blake, like, yo, we have to leave at 6.35 on the dot, bro. But I'm like, bro, we have until 6.40. Like, chill out, bro, you know? Like, that would annoy me. But I understand, like, that's my fault. Like, I shouldn't be, loop, like, lazy with time or I shouldn't be lazy with this stuff. That's just who I am and I need to work on that. And in order for me to work on that, I need to see the opposite in front of me, you know? So, like, it benefits me on top of having that friendship. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think another thing, too, is in relationships like that or friendships when you guys are opposites, it's like it's almost like you guys learn to, like, cope with the other person. So you're not as like yourself as like, you know what I'm saying? Like, say, like, for me, like, I want to be on time. Like, I'm like, I stress over that stuff. Like, if I'm chilling with you, it's like, all right. like, Like we meet halfway. Exactly. Yes. You meet in the middle. There's a middle ground. And it's like, I'm not like too stressing over the time. But, like, you're not too lazy about when we leave, you know? It's like we meet in the middle and we're both happy. So, like, important friendships have that, like, aspect of it. Compromise. Exactly. Yes, compromise. That was the word I was thinking of. Did you know that close friends share 1% of DNA? Like, 1% of each of their DNA is exactly the same. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that happens, like, over time. Like, based off, I don't know, like, knowledge or just spending, like... Spending time together and having, like, the energy affect each other or something. You think our DNA changes over time? I think so. Like, you get sick and stuff. And I think that stuff, like, when you get sick for the first time with a disease, I think that goes on to the DNA strand so your body knows what to look for. So I think it changes over. That's, like, that's what, isn't that what a, I'm pretty sure that's what a vaccine does. 
is that it's like a, a ribosome, a couple proteins, and then like a virus. And it puts it into your body, and your body then converts that RNA into a DNA, and then attaches it to the DNA strand. So now it knows what the virus looks like and how to attack it and stuff like that. I think. I don't know. I'm not positive. But I think DNA could change, yeah. Hmm. For sure. Yeah. Not like genes, but DNA. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Like, not your genetics, like how you look and see and hear and stuff like that, but how, like, you are, like, your build as a person, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I think so, too, because, like, you're your just, body adapts. Like, you're just an adapt, constantly adapting human being. So do you think the two friends are adapting to each other, or they're they're adapting to something else that's the same? No, I think they're adapting to each other. So that's like a broad statement, right? Like 1% of DNA, but like in aspects to what, right? Is it aspects of things they have in common? Is it aspects to like... But can people having the same thing in common, is that the same thing as them having the same DNA? I don't know, bro. They might be just be born that way. I don't know. And that's just what's attracted them together. I just saw that fact. And I thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, I just have so many. I just don't get it. Let me look more into it. The second thing he had mentioned earlier was the friend that you have that you might not talk to or see a lot. So there's actually three types of friends that you can have. So there's active friends, dormant friends, and commemorative friends. So active friends are us. Friends who you see, talk to every day, you know, constantly, or even if it's a few times a week, but you're in their lives a good amount. Dormant friends is what Heward mentioned, which is where you know the friendship will instantly pick up anytime you see that person, whether it's a month or three years. So that's a dormant friend. And then there's commemorative friends. So those are friends where you might have had a meaningful connection or even just have a specific tie to that person. So it can be an ex-girlfriend from years ago. It can be a high school crush along those lines. So that's something that you'll always remember, but you're most likely never going to see or talk to that person again. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of aspects. And that's the thing. Like you can have like acquaintances, like there's those, there's like friendships like that. And then there's like acquaintances where like people you see maybe like on a regular basis at work and you're not friends with them. Like you don't hang out with them. You don't talk to them outside of where you see them. You're basically just nice to them. Yeah. But like the thing is like you have a connection, like you, like there's a connection there. Like you, you're closer with them than any other random person. I think the connection there is is work though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still a connection. Like you're, you're like work friends almost like you're cool at work. And I'm sure a lot of connections, well, connections do grow from that. I mean, I have friends I've met at work that I still talk to today. Yeah. hundred percent. Shout out Taylor. Do you have any Domino's friends? Do I have any Domino's friends that I still hang out with mm-hmm. or, or talk, talk to? to? Uh, not really. No. No. The thing at Domino's is like, it was kind of mixed. Like the popular, like not the popular, like the people who work there was like mixed age groups. Okay. So we're like a lot of, but there was like more older people. So like, I'd be cool with them at work, but like, I'm like, I'm 18. I'm not really going to hang out with a 30 year old outside of work, you know? Yeah. Just doesn't. Did you meet Ray? In college, like at college or at power? At power. At power. Okay. Yeah. Any other like good friends out of power? Oh yeah, a ton, bro. Yeah, fire dude. But that job was all about camaraderie. Like you faced so much rejection at that job. 
that you needed somebody there to pick you up most of the time. Gotcha. Like there would be days where you you wouldn't like you'd go alone, but some of the times like it it would just be nice to walk with somebody or have somebody with you just to fucking chat or be like, bro, that wasn't that bad. Like don't trip, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think off that and doing and seeing each other fail so many times and seeing the embarrassment and like understanding them and the feeling of it, I think that like builds like the friendship. Um, and we were all pretty close in age, like between 21 and 30. Okay. Confidence too. I feel like it builds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When you're with somebody like you're good friends, like like, like go me going out alone. alone versus me going out with you. Yeah, like like you if I got rejected, it'd be like, yo, fuck that guy. Let's let's bang out the next one. Facts. You know, versus like, damn, like that guy just fucking ate me out. Pause. Pause. Yeah, for sure. But I have something on that uh, 1% of DNA. Close friends share 1% of DNA, right? Fire. So apparently this was published in July. I don't know when this article was uh, 2014. Um, July 2014 in the National Academy of Sciences. So these two scientists, Christakis and Fowler, um, looked at 1.5 million gene variants from the Framingham Heart Study. Um, and this data set, which, which had like the gene variants, <clears throat> basically compared the genes of friends to complete strangers. Um, and they tested 2,000 people. Um, and none of them were related to each other in any way. Um, so the study found, oddly, um, that most of the close friends are uh, often genetically similar in the sense of smell. Like they smell the same? Yeah, like their DNA or genetics in that aspect was exactly the same. Um, but it also concluded that friendships may play a role in evolution. So adapting over time and changing DNA and body, mind, all that. Um, genes, the genes that were shared by friends saw the most evolutionary activity or have evolved the fastest over the past 30,000 years. Whether the friendship or the genetic similarity came first is up, to, is up for debate. Hmm. And, it's, and they, they ask the question, do we seek out genetically similar friends or do our friendships and mating affect what genes get passed on? And it has a quote, humans beings are one of few species who form long-term non-reproductive relationships with other members of our species. This role of affiliation is important and it ties into the success of our species. That's a good question. Like, do we naturally without thinking about it, just seek people out that have similar genetics as us? I feel like it might be random. Hmm. Like if us three got tested and say 1% of our DNA was the same, I feel like that could just be because we're born like that. You, you think know? it was just random? Know. Yeah, that's but. just my opinion. Hmm. Okay, so I have another question. Well, this is kind of a tough question for the United States because everyone's like diverse. But I was going to say, do you think people born in like similar areas have like similar DNA? Like certain like, but like in, in the U.S. Of it's kind of tough. Like, so I'm saying like if everyone like say you lived in Russia and you're Russian, like everyone in Russia has, probably has like somewhat similar DNA, right? Because they so, eat different food. They have different environment. You know, they s smell something different every single, they have different air. You know, it's all different. Yeah, and you would say that those people would be... Like, you would probably, if you're a Russian, you're probably forming a close friendship with someone who's also Russian, right? 
So now I could see how that comes to be. But it's just difficult in the United States because, like, we're so diverse population-wise. Yeah, I think Russia is a bad example. Well, yeah, I mean, I was just trying to use, like, one... I think, like, any other tourist country, like Italy or Spain or Britain or any of those would be a good example. Okay. Because Just because Russia is so controlled, you know? So yeah. it's like Russians can only talk to Russians. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, much. I know what you're saying, yeah. So, but in almost every other part of the world... You can talk to whoever you want and have a conversation with whoever you want and decide for yourself whether you want to be a friend or, or not, you know, or acquaintance or whatever. Um, yeah, I think deciding on what type of friend you like you are with that person, you know, that you, you understand because you can stress about that shit like, oh, like I keep like you don't want to go to a friend that you talk to once a month and ask him for two thousand dollars. You know, you see. Like, you don't want to go to, what's that kind of friend called? Commemorative. Commemorative friend that you go to every night. Like, you could, no, the one that you Dormant. Could, dormant friend. That you literally meet whenever and pick up. Like, you, that's probably not the best person to ask for money or certain things. Like, you probably want to go to your close friends for that because, one, like, you'll be held more accountable, right? Because you, you'll talk to them every day. You'll see them every day and... They'll hold you accountable because you see them every day. But if you talk to a friend once a month and you ask them for money, they're gonna they might end up being like, "Bro, what? What is this?" You know, like I haven't talked to you in two years, and you're asking me for money. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we just saw each other at the bar last night, and you just texted me this morning for bread. What's going on? So, understanding your limits with each friend and like how like yeah, yeah, you have to like it's important to understand like the type of friendship you guys have and like. The type of, like, I don't know, like, type of things you do. Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, the type of things you do for one another and, like, the boundaries you have with one another. It's, like, it's important to understand that because, like, there's, like, a time and a place for everything, basically, you know? And it's almost, like, the same thing with friends. Like, there's a friend for everything. Like, you would, you only go to friends for certain things, you know? Like, like you wouldn't just go, like you were saying, to some friend you haven't talked to in a while and ask for money, like, it's just how it is. So, like you're saying, I agree. It's definitely important to be aware of that. Yeah, but you also don't want to go to a friend that you haven't talked to forever and try to be like, bro, you need to do this and that and this and change this and change that and do okay. this. It's like, bro, what? You haven't seen me in three months, bro. Are you going to say any of this shit? I just told you this for the first time. Like, oh, bro, I did this. Oh, that's not good, man. That's not good. What do you mean? Like, you're going to lose. You're going to lose money, for example. What? <laughs> like... You haven't talked to me in two months, bro, and you're telling me you're giving me negative vibes already? Like, It's almost like know your role in that person's life. Yeah. And, like, how to play that role. Yeah, we all we all know who our special friends are, our super close friends, our BFFs, our bros. Our ride or dies. Yeah. Our day ones. The people who we tell our deepest, darkest secrets to. Then you have people who you tell just your secrets to. You have people you tell no secrets to. You just gotta. What if you don't have secrets? Know yourself. We all have. Everyone has secrets, Mitch. Oh, man. Everyone. I don't think Huey has any secrets. We all have secrets. <laughs> everyone has secrets. We all have things we don't tell people. Right here. Yo. So I saw yeah, this question online. If your boys don't fuck with your girl, does your girl have a chance? So. The problem with that is. You. If your boys don't fuck with your girl, 
there's definitely a reason why. It's not just like, oh, we don't fuck with her, you know? I mean, the only reason I could see why they wouldn't for, like, a reason besides her is if they, like, got jealous that you're taking time away from, like, chilling. But, like, that's another story. But, like, as far as, like, if they're your real bros, like, they're not going to like her if they see something that's, like, going to negatively impact you or, like, something that they think is bad for you, you know? And I think your closest friends know you enough to know what you want and should have in a female. So I think it's kind of tough because intervene? I mean, as like, a or say something, I would definitely say something like to and one of my boys for sure. I but like mean, I don't, but here's the thing. Here's the way I look at it at the end of the day. Damn You're it. my boy. <laughs> You're Punch my yourself in the chest. Like, <laughs> no, nah, listen, cause nah, this is important. Listen, <laughs> you're my boy at the end of the day and I respect you. Your decision is your decision. I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm going to be there for you. If shit goes, if it hits the fan, it hits the fan. Like we'll get through it. But like, this is what I think. This is how I think it could impact you. And like that, like it's up to you to make your decision with that. That's how I look at it. I also think it depends because say if I had a girlfriend and I brought her to you guys and maybe she has like a certain type of humor that you might not like or you might take offensive, something like that. So say if you talk to me after you're like, yo, like, like shorty kind of bugged, you know, or shorty, shorty shouldn't have went there or something like that. Like if you don't didn't like her for that reason, I don't think I'd drop her, you know, versus like you not liking her. Because you might have heard she was fucking around with another guy or you don't like her because something that she's done in the past with her family or financially or something like that. Like, I think it would need a valid reason because we all have like those irks. We all have those things that we don't like about someone or something, especially a new person. Yes. So I feel like it was if it was something like small that something did or a way in aneurysm or a way someone spoke, whether they're monotone, whatever it is. Get over it. It's my shorty. I love her. I like her, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that. But, like, the thing I, the way I look at it is, like, if you're really my boy, that shit, like, you would say something, but it really wouldn't bother you. I think at the end of the day, if it's something small, like, she's corny or she has a weird laugh or, I don't know, anything, right? I don't think you would say anything at the end of the day. You would just eat it, right? Yeah, I mean, like, if it's my boy, like, I don't really... I wouldn't really like if it's something small. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't yeah. care. It's not your shorty. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah. And at that if, point, if it's if like as long dad, as you're treating him right. Exactly. And then if the boy comes to me and listen, bro, like she's got this and that, it's like, yeah, you know, I saw it too. But yeah, if it's something like, like you said, like it's just like an irk of there's something she does or some she's doing, it's like, get over it. But if it's literally something negative that can hurt the person that you care about, then you got to say something. Uh, I just thought that was interesting because they said, I thought they, I think they said no right off the bat. And it's like, yeah, but like to an extent, right? Yeah, it's like to an extent. I have a question for you guys. Ready? (laughs) Would you rather lose your eyesight or lose your friends? Most people... Answer, friends. I'd give up a leg or an arm. I don't think. I, I feel don't like think vision's, could, vision's yeah. too important. Like, Yeah, I don't think like, I could do vision, man. So you could live a life with no friends? Wait, so like, it, I, isn't it not like it's giving up friends completely or giving up the friend you have now? It's give. It's giving up friendships. 
completely. Any type of friendship. Any type of friendships. So you can I, have acquaintances, you'll be able to meet people, but you'll I, never be able to build a connection with someone. Should I, be a lone wolf your whole life. I lone wolf. You have your eyesight, but every vacation, every flight, dolo. Friends or eyesight. I don't think I can do eyesight, man. It's tough, bro. That's like such a hard Like I said, question. I'd give up an arm, a leg. Yeah, like I... I'd give up something like that. But my eyesight, bro... Like, that's almost everything. It is a lot. Dude, blind people have to deal with a lot, man. I respect them. For they sure. They have to deal with so... Like, dude, just imagine... Just, like, close your eyes right now. Both of you. And just it being like this at all times. This doesn't even allow me to imagine it because you can it's not it. real enough. Exactly. Yes. That's insane. Dude, just darkness. Like, and it's kind of the same thing, right? Because... Without eyesight, you're living in darkness. Without friends, you're kind of living in darkness. So it's like, what are you going to choose? I think I would do no eyesight. <sighs> That's tough, man. Because at that point, you got to understand this. At what point are you putting a cap on your friends? And like what they can do if you're trying to go along and you're blind? You Depends. Know? So you could be limiting them. In certain scenarios or certain situations or just burdening them, you know? Yeah, well, you wouldn't be a burden to me if you turned blind. Yeah, obviously, bro. Like, you say that now. What do you mean I say that now? But, like, bro, but, like. Nah, to an extent, like, like I understand what he's saying. Like, No, me still too. Because it would be different. The like, relationship bro, so would be bowling, different. There'd be restrictions. You guys want to go, yeah. go hiking or shooting a gun or anything like that, bro. And I want to come along. I can't. There's yeah. restrictions on what you guys can you know, do, yeah. It's but literally, I, like, I can come and sit down, but then it's like, all right, we always got to think about Mitch, you know? And but would you rather sit down blind around friends or sit down seeing alone? But I think there's ways to defeat loneliness. I don't think there's ways to defeat blindness. Like, you can battle loneliness... You can, like you said, you can have acquaintances. You can go out every day and just meet a new person every single day and build that fucking five-minute connection, whatever. And just do that every single day and have that, like, to look forward to and have that rush. I don't think you could do that forever, though. <sighs> There's people that do it, man. There's people that live all by themselves, bro, in the mountains and just do their own thing all day long. That's, like, one of those questions where it's, like, do I really have to answer this question? Like, I don't want to answer. Like, I can't pick either of the choices. Mm. Like, those questions are the worst because it's like. Well, they're the worst and they're the best. How are they the best? The best because you're, you don't have to go through with your answer. So whatever you think. It's hypothetical. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess that point. So it's a, you know, it's a feeling sticking deep inside your mind. But it's, I'm saying like, it's the worst that like, it's just something that's so difficult to choose between you can't. Yeah. You know, we're the most social beings on the planet. Of course, yeah. We're the only being that has friends. Animals don't have friends. But what about us? We're, I just we're, don't we're think, friends with animals. I don't think they're mine. That's true. We are friends with animals, but f animals aren't friends with animals. I think their mind goes beyond that point. Like, I don't think... It's oh, reproductive. No, they don't see us it's as, protect my I don't family. I think animals see us as... I think they, they see us as family, not friends. You know, yeah. like part of their. No, I mean animals and animals. No, no, I know. But oh, he okay, was saying okay. like we were friends with animals. I think like 
for example, like your dog would look at you as like his dad, you know, and love you for that reason. Not because it fucks with you. you know? Yeah. Because, oh, shit, this guy birthed me. <laughs> yeah. Versus you know, like a well, friend coming in. Oh, he's got and my them back. Knowing he's, the helped, difference. he's helped me. He's done this and that. It's like, no, nah, you give it food. You give it water. You take it out to go to the, like you're literally its life. So it's like it has to fuck with you for a pet. You have no choice, Millie. <laughs> Legit. Like, you fuck with me or you don't. You're stuck here. <laughs> she fucks with me, thank God. No, yeah. Any good owner is going to have a good relationship with their dog, you know? Yeah. You can get a dog, man. I can get a dog now? No, like, if you choose, like, the the eyesight, right? You can just get a dog. Yeah. Like, 10, 12 dogs. You can still go bowling. Throw the fucking bumpers up. <laughs> You can still shoot. Legit, you know? And just you can do a lot with your friends, with your homies. Your dogs. Yeah, I'll just, still, just instead of you coming sit. over here to smoke, I'll be going over your crib to smoke. I'll be rolling up for you. Or you'll have to learn how to do it blind. <laughs> Probably won't be that difficult. Wait, no. What are you talking about? What are you saying? What? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm saying I'm choosing to keep eyesight and then just getting mad dogs. Not I'm losing my eyesight and getting <laughs> dogs to help me. <laughs> I thought you were getting a service dog. No. When you lost your eyesight and you'd still have your boys. Bro, I was like, you were like agreeing with me, but <laughs> it just didn't make sense like what you were saying after you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the bumpers up with all your friends. I'm That's like, hilarious. Are my dogs my friends? <laughs> and then he said, how do you still go shooting with a service dog? <laughs> I was about to go along. I was about to be like, yeah, teach your dog how to sit. Yeah, right now, right there at the bowling alley. Got seven fascinating facts about friendship here. Let's hear them. So the first one starts with a question: What's the difference between a true friend and just an acquaintance? Believe it or not, science has the answer. Behavioral scientists and psychologists described as close describe a close friendship as a relationship that involves a long-lasting bond of sacrifice and shared moments. A true friend prioritizes your happiness, never asks you to put your friendship before your principles, and you miss them when they're gone. So, fact number two, friendship is one of the very first things we learn about. Hmm. As like a child? Yeah, even before they talk, it seems that babies still have expectations about the social world. That's cool, and I think that's something I've seen or noticed because I'm an uncle. Hold on here, Chris. Let's hear it. Fact number three. I hope it's about having like 15 Animals can make friends too. Whoa. No way. Studies have shown that animals can form lifelong friendships with other animals, even if they're not the same species. Oh. So far, the research has focused on chimpanzees, baboons, horses, hyenas, elephants, bats, dolphins, but there's no reason to think that friendship is exclusive to these species. Friendship offers a number of benefits, including reduced stress and superior health. As long as the relationship is like a friendship, mutual beneficial, then perhaps friendship can exist between any animal regardless of species. What the hell is going on here? I just thought of Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King. I just thought of every dog and cat video I've ever seen in my life. Tom and Jerry. They're wow. Boys. Yeah, they're boys even though they hate each other. I'm about to sue TED Talk. <laughs> you saw that on TED Talk? Yeah. Some guy told me about it. Ooh, said the animals. Guy? What's the guy's name? He said animals couldn't be friends. Let me see when this study was written, man. Fact number 
four. Our friends truly bring up the best in us. That's fact number six. We have more friends now than we ever did before. 1993 primate study at the University of Oxford indicated that each individual is only capable of maintaining a certain number of social relationships at any given time. Anthropologist Reuben Dunbar, who conducted a study, a study extrapolated this to humans, estimating the human limit for simultaneous friendship at around 150, known as Dunbar's number. However, since Dunbar has reasoned that the rise of social networks as Facebook may have raised the limit through increasing our memory capacity. Those who maintain hundreds of friendship may do so at the expense of their closest relationships, those you turn to when you really need them. So love loses you friends. That's fact number seven. Love loses you friends. Yeah. Jesus. That's interesting. Yeah. You may lose two of your closest friends when you gain a new romantic partner. So I could see that just because you don't have time for those other people and they just yeah. your relationship just slowly drifts away, you know? It says here That'd it be takes, two out of two for me. <laughs> it says it takes time to make a relationship work and that time you invest in your new lover is the time that isn't being spent with your old friends. On average, a new partner pushes out two close friends. That's wild. That is wild. So people who stick around are like friends, friends, friends. So then those people become dormant friends. That's what's gonna happen. Not always. They could be they could I mean, not be yeah. friends anymore at all, you know. No, no, I'm saying like the people that are like good friends. Oh yeah, yeah. That like stick around, they usually probably become dormant friends unless like you see them often make set plans on like a scheduled basis. Another thing I just thought of, which is crazy to think about, is how social media and like the internet plays a role in like friendships. Cause think about it, you could be like friends with someone in like a whole nother country. Never meet that person, talk to them every single day, and know everything about them just through a screen. Like, you can form friends all over the internet through games. Like, there's just so many ways that. And it all began with pen pal. Yeah. Being able to send mail and letters and stickers and little inventions, creations, artwork across the country, across the world. I create a connection with someone. I think that's all, like, emotional, like, exchanging exchanges you know like sharing emotion with people i think that's like the main ingredient in friendship is that emotion and the feelings and being open genuine truthful friends are dope they definitely improve our daily lives without you guys i probably would be stuck behind a computer crying every day so thank you guys for helping me get through it and then obviously really Really? yeah bro what I didn't have friends, bro. I'd probably work all day, every day. Maybe play Xbox, but like, yeah. We wouldn't be in the galaxy together. Nah, we would nah. We wouldn't be running threes on Warzone. Nah, dude. <laughs> that's crazy. Galaxy. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, what is it? So much missing out on. Yeah, friendships are great. Some friendships don't last forever. A lot of them do. Appreciate all of them. They all bring different meaning to your life. Yeah, they all help form and shape us. And as you go on in life, you never know what those friendships could turn into. You never know how you could end up working with those friends. Yeah. You might start a podcast with some of your friends. You might marry one of your friends. Yeah, you never know. That's <laughs> going in. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mitch, grab the aquaphor. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Dude, Dude aquaphor is ointment, fam. This guy think that was said this the other day. (laughs) 
<laughs> Yo, Mitch, grab the aqua. Why would you ever use? No, it's going in. Fuck it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I know. Yo, that's so funny. So funny. I'm gonna start making jokes like that. It's like a joke after the completion of a punchline. So like the punchline at the end. The punchline's <laughs> gonna be at the beginning. You're gonna take what someone said and make it a joke by yes. adding something to the front. Yes. I like it. That's genius. Yes. Wait, what? So he's gonna make jokes based off what people said. What people? Anyone, you. Anyone, What yeah. you just said, or he said. So, like, so what does he so do like, after that? So, like, you would say something, like uh-huh. a random sentence, or, like, you would say a phrase, and he'd put a joke in front of it, so your phrase sounds ten times funnier than what you said. Hmm. Why are you staring at me like that? <laughs> I just looked at you. What do you mean? <laughs> no, you... S- I wasn't staring. You I gazed. Just, you gazed. All right, I apologize for gazing, apparently, but... um. <laughs> So this is quote at the Fed level, I'm a libertarian. At the state level, I'm a Republican. At the local level, I'm a Democrat. And with my family and friends, I'm a socialist. That's interesting. I've never heard anything like that. Like someone being more than one party in a different view. Yeah, I haven't either. But I could see where it's like I can I understand what it's saying. How like sure. you want different things at different levels. So like like socialists, like you want everyone. Everything, everyone gets the same. Democrat at the local level, state level, Republican at the Fed level. I'm a libertarian. Libertarian. Is that the step above a librarian? <laughs> um, if I was to guess, no. No. Nah. You got any other guesses? Is that the like the inside of the head of the Statue of Liberty? Like the uh, room that you can climb up into? I mean, I guess you're getting closer. All right, do you want to know what it really is? Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's when you have Liberty Mutual. <laughs> That's what they call their customers. No. Libertarians. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you could say that. Okay, all right. In all reality, let's be honest. A libertarian's just an advocate or supporter of a political party, political philosophy that advocates only minimal state intervention in the free market and the private lives of citizens. Like, if we're just being simple with it, they just advocate for civil liberty. I have to go get a libertarian book at the library, yeah. and then sign up to be a, a libertarian. Yeah, no, a librarian at li- at uh, <laughs> Liberty Mutual. <laughs> yeah, fuck Ico. I'll switch over. Literally mutual insurance? Yeah. Are you friends with your cats? Or are they your sons? They're my babies. My son and daughter. Not my friends. Are you going to be friends with your son and daughter? Or daughter? Or both? Or all ten of your kids? Or are you just going to be a father? I mean, definitely both. But I feel like a father should entitle friendship. So, like, when I think of it, like, I'm not going to be a friend... Like, I don't want to, like, I feel like I don't have to say that I'm going to be a friend of my child because I'm going to be his father, which entails a friendship. I understand what you're saying. You know, like I mean? there's a special friendship, like a special bond between a son and a father. And that just comes with being a father. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I agree with him. Like, I'm never going to say like, yeah, my son's my best friend. Like, it'll be, nope, my son's my son. Really? Yeah. You would never say your son's your best friend. What if he is? Oh, he's going to be my son. Of course. You know what I mean? He may be your best friend one day. 
I'd never be know. Only friend one day. I guess my brother could be my best friend. Like I wouldn't consider my sisters my best friends. So I'm not gonna hang out like every day with my son. Really? I mean, to a certain oh. age. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna try to smoke weed with my son at some point. Oh yeah. You know, smoke the. Quick and how he matures, maybe like quick 19, 20. Yeah, I don't want him smoking until. Wait, why is he like that? Out of school, or has his business started? Why is your leg shaking? Because you're making me shake it. Why? I don't know why my leg is shaking. Dude, we have that 1% DNA. <laughs> that's why. This is for all you Star Wars fanatics out there. <laughs> oh, no, don't play. We're going to get copyright. Wait. <laughs> He's going to cut it out. You're going to have bad editing to do <laughs> time long long ago there was a jedi his name came far and few in between he was masterful at the skill his name was Uwe. with a higher midichlorian count than annie himself annie himself looked at Uwe and he trembled in fear Every time he was around him, he could sense him in the force. Ui, drawn powerful from the dark side, has to make a tough decision on what path he'll take. But we know what path he's destined for. The Sith will rise. And now dark path and conquer the whole galaxy planet by planet That's that's staying in, wow. and if they that was delete it, that was then we'll perfect. just repost it and I'll cut it out. That was perfect. That was that fire. Was, that's fast. There's small ships. There's big ships. There's spaceships, and there's rocket ships. But there's no goddamn thing in this world like friendships. Some powerful things right there. God damn it. We thank you guys for tuning in. We thank you guys for being a part of our lives. We love y'all. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, go appreciate those friends in your life. Make sure that you uh, let them know that you care about them. Don't take them for granted. Love you guys. Peace. Adios, guys. Hasta la vista, bitch.